podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Andrew McClart, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Maxi, before we start, mate, you couldn't flip it that way, could you? Yeah, absolutely. That's better. No, that's it. I'll do my intro again. I'll start again. That's better for YouTube that way. Yeah. Andrew McClart, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I'm here with the top 10 ring magazine fighter, Maxi Hughes himself. Maxi, happy new year, yes. mate. Happy New Year, pal. Buzzing. Top 10, mate. Top well, 10. Let's talk about that, because I've seen your little thing on Instagram. Um, it was a, You were talking over a Mike Tyson quote, I believe it was, and you were you were num- ranked number 10 in the Ring magazine. I mean, it's not a good all. Uh, there's worse ways to start your, your 2023, isn't there? Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't even know what it was. I woke up uh, what, yesterday, yesterday or the day before, I woke up, um, and my mate woke up to a message from my mate saying, I've, I've, I've just seen you, you're in top 10 with Ring Magazine. And I like, thought, no, it's not, it's not right that light. But, you know, checked it's, and it's, it's right there, black and white on a few websites. So, yeah, it's, um, and apparently I've been on there about two weeks. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I thought, I thought I'd get a phone call from Ring Magazine saying, you know, welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, nothing like that. Yeah, didn't get a t shirt no, or nothing. Boy. But yeah, it were, you know, it was great, great to wake up to, and like you say, a, a great way to start start the year, definitely. I mean, you're, you're becoming a. I remember about two years ago, I was talking to you about Instagram, and you're like, I don't know how to use it, but you've mastered it now. You're you're you're, you're an Instagram uh, guru. With 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 a lot of help from my wife, I must admit. <laughs> um, yeah, but yes, yeah, you know what though, I do find it hard sometimes. You know, like say, so, you know, you've you've got to be constantly on it, constantly active, thinking of content and creating content and I think oh, it's it's hard this <laughs> it's hard but you know I suppose you know that's the way uh, especially the boxing world because now it's you know about self-promotion and mm-hmm. you know build, building a brand I suppose isn't it well that's exactly what boxing is now it's it's about building that brand and you, you see fighters that can talk and they've got the gift of the gab and they talk crap and they're funny they seem to be get and they get the fights that they want because it's Boxers are business as well as a sport, as you well know. But... Absolutely, yeah. I think I mean I think uh, I need to go and watch some club along tonight and they'll start talking a bit more trash. <laughs> well, um, yeah, listen. Maybe, maybe that maybe that's what's gonna secure me the the big the big big fights. Well, listen, if you get that American dream, you'll need to get that American accent and some American slang down <laughs> the T. So yeah, uh, yeah, stay on that ring magazine top ten. Now going back to maybe the was Liam Walsh fight in 2019. You were done with boxing. I remember you saying you mm. felt you felt like you could retire now. You, you couldn't see a, you couldn't see any your your career going any further. If 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 I'm right in saying that, now yeah. you're know, what the, the fights that you've had in 2019, uh, uh, 2020, 21, and 22. Now you're top ten in the Ring magazine. I mean, what an absolutely crazy two three years has been for you since that Liam Walsh fight. Yeah, you know, some. When I'd got over that, uh, when I'd got over that loss and um, decided I was going to carry on, um, you know, it's just been a great turnaround and things have just clicked. And it's like all my all the experience that I'd gained over the last ten years, it all just started to like work for me, and I was able to use it. And just something clicked, and it, you know, I started using it to to be better. Um, didn't let them losses bother me. I learned from them and took forward. And I think, you know, it were horrible at the time to lose, but 
all the times that I've lost, I'm glad I'm glad I did because I learned, you know, I, I have learned from it and I've gained from it and took that forward. And it's not only that, you know, you look at the losses that I have had. Um, every single one of the guys who have beaten me has been a British champion, you know, at, the, at bare minimum. Um, you know, Martin Ward was Commonwealth and European champion, fought in a world title eliminator. Liam Walsh himself fought, you know, an elite fighter in Javante Davis. And I think Liam's unlucky, obviously, the time that he was mandatory for the IBF. If it had been anybody else, I believe that he will have been IBF world champion. But, you know, unfortunately, he came up against an elite Javante Davis. Mm. Um, but, yeah, you know, I've only, you know, I, I never disgraced myself in those losses. We're always pretty, you know, really competitive, close losses. And I've made them work for me. And, you know, especially over this, this last two and a half years, um, I've used it to, to better myself in my career. And, um, you know, we're in, we're in this position now, you know, I, IBO champion, number nine, with, number nine with the IBF, number 13 with WBC and, you know, number 10 in ring magazine rankings. It's, it's quite a phenomenal turnaround, really. And, you know, it shows, just shows resilience, doesn't it? And resilience not giving up and continuing to pursue your dreams. You said something clicked. Can you put your finger on what yes. it was? What it was? I think it was a mixture of everything. And, and as well, you know, a lot of credit goes to Sean O'Hagan. He, he's found a way of bringing the best out of me. You know, I was always, always really, you know, really good in gym and sparring. Um, I just seemed to have trouble taking it from the gym and sparring into fight night. And, and I think a mix of, it's been a mix of everything that has clicked, obviously working with Sean, who was able to bring it, bring the best out of me and transfer it from the gym to fight night. Um, experience has probably played a big part in that, you know, what am I now? 33 fights, you know, so, um, you know, age maturity. Um, and, you know, people say you come into your peak in your thirties. So, I think it, I think I can't put it down to one thing in particular. I think it's just been a mix of all sorts that's all you know all gelled together and, mm. and and able to pull these put these performances together. Like I said, yeah, I said it's been a phenomenal run of fights since that Liam Walsh man. It was I can remember the John O'Carroll fight when we were coming out of lockdown mm. and stuff like that. No crowd, yeah. no nothing. Great victory there. Then you went on to beat Kochkov. Then it was Highland, Strafon, Ryan Walsh, Kid Galahad. Um, yeah. Some run you're on now. You, you seem to be... You, you, the fighters, you're coming up a level. You're, you're fighting... You keep fighting the uh, guys at the top of the game now. Yeah. IBO World Champion. You mentioned how you're top 10 in the WB, IBF, I think you said. And Ring, IBF, yeah. uh, uh, Ring Magazine. You look at the guys ahead of you. Uh, it's, it's, they should be, are they the guys you're gunning down for? The... But maybe not so much the Devin Haney's Lomachenko's. I think they might be fighting. But the guys ahead of you, like yeah. Lapida, Martin, Tank Davis, do you know, yeah, yeah. Tank Garcia fight. If they two don't get it on, I mean, Isaac Cruz, these guys are ahead of you in the rankings and they're quality, quality fighters. I mean, are these the guys, these are the names that you're hoping for in 2023? Yeah, any, anyone who's above me. I mean, a guy who is one place above me in IBF, uh, Giovanni Cabrera, Cabrera, something like that. Mm. He's un undefeated American, uh, trains with Freddie Roach. Um, he's undefeated. He's ranked number eight with the IBF. Um, we've almost got that match made, me and him. Mm -hmm. 
over, over Christmas period, I, I was actually up at, up at your way. I was at uh, Lot Lomond. What's um, the you, might, you, you would have drove past my house in. I stayed, we stayed at um, Cameron House just before mm, Christmas. Lovely. Um, and I'd got, I'd had, I'd had three pints, three, three pints of 10 men. So I took to Instagram and yeah. seen that the Giovanni Caberi was, was on Instagram and obviously it was a place above me. And what I have noticed, number, the number two spot is vacant with the IBF, which I think they keep vacant for mandatories. So um, I've said, I just messaged him, you know, after them three points, said, what about, what about me and you and an eliminator for IBF for that number two spot? So, you know, when I'd, when I'd done some research and talking to people, it looks like Haney might fight Loma, which I think that's agreed. And I think I, I, I do fancy Haney to win that. And, you know, he's looking at vacating the belts and maybe moving up. So, obviously, thinking quite a bit ahead, thinking Haney vacates. I've won an IBF eliminator, uh, number two spot. Number one gets ordered to fight number two for the vacant IBF. Um, I'd fight that Gustavo Limos, who beat Lee Selby, who's number one. And then I win the IBF world title at the end of the year. Um, no, just 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 a just a little thought I had going on. So, you know, I took that into my own hands. Message Giovanni, and he's well up for it. You know, he put it all over his socials. Um, I think his team have even reached out to Eddie and Matchroom. I don't know what's going on at the minute. You know, I haven't heard notes since, but um, you know, it's still a fight that I'm very keen for. He's keen for his team are keen for. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll I'll again try and push that and try and get that as an eliminator for IBF and get that number two spot. I mean, you've not picked... You're, when you're planning ahead there, you're talking about Giovanni and Lemos. I mean, you've not picked easy fights there because they're both undefeated. No. They're both, they've never lost yeah. and they're, they're, they're quality operators. So, I mean, 2023, even though it's going to be... You've had a good year, 2023, the big names ahead of you, the names ahead of you, are probably your most dangerous names to date. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, you know, I, I understand. I know the boxing, I know the business. And it's, at this level, at world level, you know, there is no easy fights, is there? Mm. So I'm prepared for that. And, I've look, you know, I've looked at um, Giovanni, who's uh, one place ahead of me at IBF. I've watched him, done a bit of studying on him. And, you know, I back myself. I believe myself, you know. I believe I can beat him and, and get that. So, you know, and not only that, I want to test myself. I want the best fights out there. Mm. Um so when when I do get uh, another world title, I can say, you know, I'd never had an easy run at it. I, I you know, I, I had hard fights, so I'm a, you know, I've proved myself and I'm and I've earned I've earned the rewards that come with it. So you know, that's what I want. That's what I'm in boxing for. So hopefully, you know, fights like that can be made. You said though, I, I mean, it's like you said, Devin Haney moves up after the Loma fight. All them belts become scattered; they're, they're vacant. But I like to. Go, I want to go back to what you said. You said that you think that Haney beats Lomachenko. Why? Yeah, yeah. Uh, purely on size. Um, you know, when Loma fought um, Ortiz last year, um, obviously Devon got in the ring, didn't he? Mm. Um, and you could see the size difference. Even Loma himself said it, didn't he? I think he's something like says you're a, you're a heavyweight, this guy. Mm. Um, and I think it's quite apparent in especially the last time Haney fought Cambosos, he looked absolutely awful at the weight, didn't he? He looked like a skeleton. Um, he didn't look good at all. And you know, this is a young kid. Uh, he's just turned twenty four, hasn't he? So 
I think his days at lightweight are numbered. Um, you know, he's, he's young enough, so he shouldn't be killing himself to make the weight. You know, he's obviously his body's naturally grown. He's, he's big foot weight anyway. So, you know, why why deplete himself when he doesn't have to when, you know, he's obviously a quality operator. He can, I believe, I believe the size um, and the youth will of, of Haney will beat Loma. Um, you know, and, and then he'll, he'll probably move, you know, he's obviously naturally filling out. So, um, he spoke about himself before, which I've heard. So, you know, I can't see him hanging around. But, yeah, I do fancy him to beat Loma, just on, on size. And and seeing how he was able to nullify Cambosos with, you know, pretty simple tactics, jab, move, jab, hold, jab, one, two. You know, he, he kept it very basic, but he did the basics very well. And, you know, he did what he needed to do to win. And I feel he would do the same with Loma. I, 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 wanna put, I just want to put something to you. Um when Usyk beat Chisora, yep. everyone thought he was too small for heavyweight and blah, blah, blah. Mm. When he came up against Anthony Josh, he had a, some say a poor performance against Chisora. And then yes. he came in and gave the first fight against Joshua, who's a bigger man, heavier mm. man, and he put on a display yeah. like that. Now, obviously, you've got the, the Ortiz fight against Lomachenko. That performance, you might think that, oh, Haney's got him on that side, and plus he's bigger going on Lomachenko. Yeah. But... I mean, Kwame was bigger. Do you know what I mean? Salido was better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's... I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one to... The thing, I think Lomachenko... It is, yeah. I'm not, and, I, and, I, and I, you know, I'm not writing Loma off. Um, you know, so, you know, you can you can almost take that performance with a pinch of salt against Ortiz because he'd, he'd obviously been involved in a, in a war, mm. you know, helping out in the war efforts against Russia. So, you know, it is... There's a, there's a lot. There's a lot there for him to have to, have to go through, mm. and to be able to fight. So you know he can't read too much in the performance. I just believe on current form. Like I expected, um, especially in the second fight, um, Cambosos to really cause Devon, you know, some problems. But you know he he showed. You know he stepped up again a level and just sort of made it look. You know, not totally easy, but you know he. It's you know you know what you know what I'm trying to say like it's yeah, like it's, you know he, he kept it simple and you know he sort of cruised cruised through it and you know got the win easy there so you know he like showed another level like oh you know he can he can step up he can nullify and I just feel like that's what he would do against Loma um, because he's as as well with the the younger but as well you know he can never write Loma off um, I think it'll be probably a more difficult fight than George because of Loma's feet, uh, his angles and just his all-round boxing IQ. Um, but yeah, be, be a top, top fight. Or, but I do fancy Haney to come through that one. Did you watch Javonte Davis last night or did you catch up with it this morning against uh, Hector Garcia? Yeah, uh, I'm, I can't get up at night, mate. I'm no good at setting alarms. Um, but yeah, cool. I haven't been able to watch the full fight, but I've, I've read... Read the read the reports and on how the fight went and seen some highlights and and yeah it's strange I mean one one thing that um you know it's like they they've revealed the judges scorecards aren't they and it a lot of people said that they were wrong did you watch it I didn't see that no uh, people I think on the scorecards at the time of the stoppage Davis wore four or five rounds ahead um, but a lot of people saying no the fight was a lot lot closer you know. 
on the scorecard, should have been on the scorecards than what it was. And obviously, you know, ultimately, the scorecards don't matter because he, you know, he forced him to to retire on the stool. But um, yeah, no, he's Javante is a is a class act, isn't he? and you know, he is he's very how's the word very calculating in his performances. He doesn't seem to be doing a lot, but you make one mistake like like uh, Roly did. Mm. Make one mistake and it can make you pay and can end the fight. That's the kind of fight that he is. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, you know, it's he's. I don't, I'm trying to think who, who I would put at the top of the lightweight division. You know, Haney, obviously, because he's a champion, but um, undisputed champion, but also, you know, Tank for how we can, he can end fights with one punch. Is that, is that top five, though, Maxi, with, with Haney? Uh, Davis, Lomachenko, Garcia, yeah. Isaac Cruz is, is good. Cambosis yeah, is not a, on, a, yeah. great, a great yeah, fighter. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Frank Martin's up there as well. It's, yes. I mean, that whole lightweight division, it's a scary division to be in right now. It is. I'd, I'd rather not. I'd rather, I'd, well, <laughs> a fighter, you'd probably like it because you, there's, there's big fights and big names out there for you, but it's a scary division, man. Yeah. And I've always found that since being a schoolboy in championships. I've always I've always boxed it this way. Even as um, you know, as an amateur boxer, in, as a teenager, I was I was this way um, between between lightweight and light welterweight, ten stone. Um, like even like there were some kids like the lighter kids, who would turn up at championships in the first round in your local area, um, and the lighter kids would be like, oh, there's no one even there's nobody here in your way. You've got to buy to semi-finals or even final. And then when I'd weigh in, I remember one of, I think about 18 um, Yorkshire area, we turned up and because it's a, a like an average weight, a popular average weight, there were six lads all registered. So we had two weeks to fight it all out. So I had to, you know, I, they, did, they, they just stopped doing their boxing twice in one day then. Mm. Um, so I had to box three times uh you know, until next round, but you know, I come out of that. But I'd had I'd had three busy fights, whereas the the kid who I boxed, who was it now? It was um, I forget his bloody name. Summit McLaren, Josh McLaren from Midlands, who were pro. I ended up having him. You know, I come through that fight, but you know, I'd had three three pretty tough fights, and then boxing in quarterfinals, and it's like all because. Like you know, it's it's in a popular weight. So it's an average man. It's an average man's weight. Yeah. That lightweight, super lightweight, welterweight is an average yeah. sort of size that, man, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's why the divisions are just so hard to get to the top. So you know, when when like like the position I'm in now, I'm I'm very proud just of what I've achieved right up to this point. Because I know how hard you know just winning that British title, how hard it is because of how stacked the the division is. Um, so you know, just up to now, I'm very proud. So you know, you know, after this year, um, you know, if I continue to progress, you know, it's it's all credit. Like even if Haney moves up, the division's still red hot. It's still stacked mm-hmm. because you know, like you say, Frank Martin's just um, had that good win um, against Michael Riviera. Mm-hmm. So again, he's he's looking like he's you know another red hot guy. So maybe one goes out, another one pops in. So it's it's one of the divisions what's always going to be you know hot. Listen, Maxie, it's after after watching you against John O'Carroll, and then I was at the Kotchkov fight, I was at the Highland fight, I wasn't at the Stratham fight, 
Walsh fight, and then obviously the Kagal had fight there, man. It's been an absolutely meteoric yeah. rise from that Liam Walsh fight, and it's good to see that you're you're getting what you deserve because you slugged it out. You were you were always in the way corner. You're always traveling, and it's good to see yeah. you you're reaping the benefits of your hard work. Um, twenty twenty three, mate. If you keep doing what you're doing, man, them names we've been talking about this whole interview are right there in the palm of your hand, and it's it's going to be an exciting time. So I'm imagine that. Imagine we'll have this that. conversation in a year's time and I'm out of the IBF title around me as well. Oh, mate, you still have time for me. You'll be too big time for me. <laughs> no, I'm always humble, mate, mate, always humble. Well, if I know you're that close to Lot Lomond, I said, we're, I said we'd go back there to a while, so we'll have to come up. Maybe we'll have a game of table tennis. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's funny to start me. I'll beat you tennis, mate. Listen, have you ever come up to Lot Lomond, man? Let me know I'll bring the jet skis. We'll bring a couple of jet skis. Oh, yes, yeah, definitely, mate, yeah. Let me know and we'll, we'll, we'll sort of yeah. sort but Maxi, listen, I hope 2023 you get a fight soon. When you do get a fight uh, announced and it's all up on Instagram, fight posters and whatnot, we'll get another chat and we'll talk about it. But listen, Maxi, thank you so much yeah. for taking time out your Sunday afternoon and uh, hopefully this year is just as good as 22, 21 and 20, mate. Hopefully, mate, yeah. Good to speak to you, Andy. You too, Maxi. Speak to you soon, brother. Yeah, mate. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.